Jeremiah Demaray, I appreciate you being on today. I really, really do. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, background and what you do and uh, how you've gotten to where you are. First, uh, Jason, thank you so much for having me here, and for all of you, welcome. Uh, I'm quite honored to to be here with this group. You know, it says a lot about you to be on this call today. That you're not just somebody who's out there uh, in the front lines, but you invest in yourself through this mastermind-like concept. It's something that I have personally, my own mastermind, um, uh, both for professional and personal development. And it says a lot about the character of you, who's come on the call today, and even of those of you listening on the podcast, um, I just want to acknowledge you for investing in yourself. You know, you think about the thousands of agents that are out there and how little of them actually spend time learning and building themselves up when they have an opportunity, which is what you've done today. So I want to acknowledge you, and Jason, thanks for putting this great group together. No problem, no problem. Thanks for taking your time. I know you're a busy guy. It's taking us a while to get this going because Jeremiah is very well wanted. So Jeremiah, tell us a little bit about your um, your background. I mean, uh, where did you go to college? Start there and kind of fast forward for us to, to where you are now. Sure. So my, uh, my college started uh, actually at 12 uh, with an entrepreneurial bite. My... Um, uh, my father encouraged me. I grew up in uh, a snowy part of the world uh, in Montreal, Canada, currently living in the United States. And my father encouraged my brother and I to start a, uh, a little business shoveling snow. And uh, so we started at, at age 13, <laughs> my brother and I, and we eventually got this little snow shoveling business up to a point where by the time we were 14, you know, we were buying our own uh, TVs and stereo systems and, and Nintendo systems with, with the games and all that stuff ourselves just by you know what we were what we were making shoveling snow and that to me was my first entrepreneurial uh, you know endeavor the college of uh, entrepreneurialism and from there uh, you know I went to I just went to a simple uh, school that uh, taught the basics of graphic design. I started my own uh, boutique ad agency. Uh, from there, you know, I got to work with some really cool brands like Gloria Estefan's uh, commi Oye Committee, which is her organization for youth empowerment. And my wife and I are very much into volunteering. So that was really great. Uh, the United Nations, um, some big uh, uh, telecom companies. And then I came, you know, I came to the United States just because I love the entrepreneurial spirit that people here have and just an open mindset of doing business. Uh, I came here with not a lot of money. Uh, I was actually you know, living off loans for uh, a good amount of time uh, in Chicago. And then I teamed up with uh, these two uh, young guys. They were younger than I was, and I was 23 at the time. They were younger than me. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah. and they, uh, they were looking for somebody to help them out with their small uh, SEO company. And uh, this is around the time, you know, the year 2000 when building websites, you could charge $20,000 to build a website and nobody knew how to do it. It was, you know, today we got lead pages and uh, Wix and all this other stuff. Right. Uh, so, you know, they brought me on board and we started getting a little niche doing websites for insurance agents, which grew into developing a, the first 
orbit style quote engine for the uh, health insurance quoting space. Now they're, you know, you can find them everywhere. They're in PNC, they're in financial services, they're in life insurance. And I was employee number six at that startup. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they said, hey, look, man, we, we need some help marketing. Can you do that stuff? And I was like, sure. So I just went out and I bought a whole bunch of books on marketing, no marketing training whatsoever. And what was really cool about them, they gave me an opportunity to test and fail a lot. Uh, we had no money, no startup budget, we weren't funded, we were completely bootstrapped with no financial backing whatsoever, so everything we did had to work uh, or else my job was on the line. Wow. So that's when you could buy clicks on Yahoo for like 10 cents for terms like auto insurance quote. Wow. Don't we all wish, don't we all remember those days? You know, Google wasn't there, Facebook wasn't there. The only thing was MySpace and Yahoo. Wow, <laughs> holy cow. An email, right, an email. No LinkedIn. Um, so, uh, you know, just by making a lot of mistakes, we started off with email. So by, by writing a lot, like thousands of emails, I got to the point where I figured out how to use email to generate leads. And, and then by figuring out how to use websites to generate leads, I kind of learned that. Fast forward seven years later, Jason, I was so privileged to be part of that team. We were 120 people. We had hit the number 17 fastest growth company in the country wow. uh, on the Inc. 500 list. And um, we, uh, we had an amazing team. Uh, we're doing tens of millions in uh, revenue every year. Uh, and then I went off to uh, another company, Applied Systems, which might be more familiar with right. some of your listeners since mm -hmm. most of you are in the P&C space. And what was really cool there is um, I was asked by Bain Capital, who owned Applied at the time, to come in and help them with moving their clients from you know, the, um, the server-based TAM system to the uh, online cloud. So I had the privilege of sitting down in the offices of tons of PNC agencies, really trying to learn about what business, what business is like for you, what frustrations you have, um, how can we serve you at a higher level, and then using a combination of simple email techniques together with um, some digital marketing, which was not too, you know, wasn't too advanced, uh, and some direct mail, we were able to uh, double sales of uh, one of their divisions in just 42 days. And in nine months, we added about $26 million in new revenue uh, through using mainly digital marketing. And so that's what kind of gave me a front world view. Um, as we all know, Applied Systems went on to get sold for about a billion dollars uh, 18 months after that. And then I've, from there, I've decided to focus my time on helping the insurance and financial services community use all the techniques that I learned, that I cut my teeth on, uh, to help elevate the industry. And Jason, I know you know you do a lot of fantastic work in the space. Uh, the work that Thanks. you do through your services, through your thought leadership, your involvement with the big eye. You know, you're out there, one of the pioneers, in my opinion, talking about how we can bring this industry up to speed. And I say that in a very loving way. Um, and I think all of us will admit that we are far behind other industries in terms of digital marketing. Yeah, and absolutely. so it, I, I've made it my, uh, my business mission to uh, be a force for good for the industry. Uh, three years ago, we donated a million dollars worth of free training. La uh, the year after that, two million. 
This year will probably be around the same amount, $2 million of free training in, in the area of digital marketing and strategic thinking for our industry. Uh, so uh, now so, I regularly, you know, speak and coach, and and that's, that kind of brings us up to speed. I, I hate doing no, that. No, no, thing, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. That was awesome. Seriously, Jeremiah, that was awesome because you just, you blew my mind with a lot of things, especially with you working with Applied. I didn't, I did not know that. Uh, and then their online service, which now has become Epic because you mentioned TAM and now their new product mm -hmm. is Epic, which is the online version of TAM, which you said that you were instrumental in trying to market and help create. It really blew my mind on a couple things. Um, so let me ask you this. I've got some other questions, but let me ask you this, the one you just hit on. So when you say a million or $2 million in, uh, in, in free marketing, you know, teaching, coaching, whatever that is, who are you giving that to and, and how are you dishing that money out? I mean, I, I, that, that's something I didn't know you were doing. Sure. So um, I regularly produce reports, classes, videos, and speak uh, in the industry and, and we distribute that through social media channels, through my list, through strategic partnerships. Um, so carriers will ask if we can uh, train on a specific topic and whatnot. And to me that's, I mean this industry has been really good to my family and I and to me that's just a way that you know I should be giving back um, mm -hmm. you know to to the folks that have helped me get here. A lot of people helped me get here on the way, and this is just my way of giving back. And Jeremiah, and, I think uh, it's what you're doing right now. I mean, what you're doing right now is you are literally helping these agents. Um, and I think uh, I, I thank you for that and understanding that you that you need to give back. I think that's awesome. Um, and so here, here, one of the things I have here is LinkedIn. I know I, that's where I found you. Um, that's why whenever I I do research on you, it seems as if not everything, but probably at least 30, 40, 50% of the stuff that I find talks about LinkedIn and how you utilize it and how you help other people. Do you want to kind of help us, give us some stories of things of why you think LinkedIn and how you think, you think it's helping you or other agents or anything like that? Yeah, thank you for that. So I love that platform for B2B marketing. Um, in, my, uh, in my career, um, I've been part of teams that have generated probably about 2 million consumer leads. So these would be like home and auto, in, uh, individual in health insurance, Medicare, you know, consumers. Okay. And for that platform, which probably a lot of us do for our personal lines, you know, we might use Facebook, we might buy Google Ads, or we might go to a company like AllWeb or any of these other companies and buy leads, mm -hmm. right, and use that kind of as a funnel. And that's been kind of what everybody's done for the past 10 years. And if you've been in this space, you know that um, one of the large opportunities that is untapped is business-to-business -business marketing techniques, specifically uh, to get commercial lines clients. And, uh, and I find it's just an open, I, I see it as a blue ocean of opportunity for commercial lines advisors because when you look at statistics, and LinkedIn knows this, by the way, uh, they published a report last year which I thought was really insightful. They they polled about 500 commercial lines agents and about, uh, I think it was about 900 people who bought commercial lines services on LinkedIn. And what was fascinating about the results of the study is that 9 out of 10 commercial lines clients, so businesses that bought services, whether workman's comp or business insurance or so forth, 
from a broker were using social media to evaluate their agent. And they didn't buy just one, they bought two, at least two policies, okay. two different types. The other thing that was fascinating, 34% of the commercial lines advisors who were using LinkedIn were getting appointments. Now that's huge, 30% success ratio, and 50% were getting the ideal decision maker to get at least on the phone with them. Uh, I don't know about you, Jason, but any type of marketing strategy that you can get a 50% result to a 30% meeting ratio, then you just factor in your closing ratio behind that, that to me is really impressive. And mm -hmm. what's, what's so cool about LinkedIn is you can get way past the gatekeeper directly to the person that you desire. I'll tell you a quick story. One of my clients in a, one of my private coaching programs um, that I, I do where I take on clients on a case-by-case -case basis is operating out of New York. They're a commercial lines firm. They do, um, they do personal lines as an aside. So what they like to do is they like to get the commercial business and then they exclusively work with high net worth people so they'll, then they'll write the business for the CEO, their family, their homes, their yachts, their cars, and all that stuff. So, I mean, we're talking high net worth clients that, and prospects that, as you know, are pretty hard to get to. Mm -hmm. So um, I took them on as a client and uh, helped their, their team of six producers develop a very simple, predictable strategy to get them in front of people and, uh, every day. And one of them, really Sean, in the space, he was a guy who had zero book. He had just started in the industry six months, didn't have a single client, was doing the whole thing. Jason, you probably went through when you came into the space, you know, learning and, uh, you know, going out on sales calls and kind of yeah. learning the ropes, but didn't have anything himself. And within uh, 30 to 45 days, Jason, this, this really blew my mind. He's, he's such an all-star. He was getting one appointment a week with the CFO in this super competitive uh, New York City, Manhattan, and surrounding area market. Wow. One appointment a week with CFOs. And I mean, this is a guy who's got less than a year of track record. So he was outpacing guys who had 20-year books and were just kind of living off the, the fat of the land, you know, from, right. from all the hard work they did. Um, and and he just recently uh, told me, he wrote in to me, but because of his LinkedIn marketing, he ended up uh, prospecting somebody that owned the uh, largest group of biotech uh, startup associations in New York, so there's about several hundred of them, which includes venture cap guys, private equity guys, um, the firms they're backing up, which all need cyber liability. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and they all need workman's comp, and he was asked because they were so impressed with his LinkedIn marketing, which between us and and the line here was not, actually not that sophisticated. It's just <laughs> basic stuff. Um, he, he they asked him to be the CEO of that association because they said, "Boy, you really know how to connect with people. We want you to be the CEO." Wow. I mean, yeah, so imagine being in that preeminent position to not only have all those connections now look up to you as the owner of an association. But also be able to have, uh, you know, the direct access to uh, to set that up. So that's that's one really cool story. I got another real cool story. This is from a kind of the sister industry of group benefits. Um, you know, some commercial lines firm also do group benefits. So this would actually apply. I have one uh, private client out of St. Louis. Uh, so we did a really simple uh, LinkedIn strategy. 
where he said, look, Jeremiah, I, I'm not going to do this on LinkedIn. I'm way too busy. This was the principal. But I hired somebody. They're young in the space, and they're going to they're gonna follow your instructions to the T. In fact, that's part of their KPIs, their key performance indicators. So you just teach all of us how to do it, and he's going to do it every day. So we, we developed a tracking system, and using a simple 10 and 50 methodology, which is 50 connections a day, 10 messages a day. Within 90 days, uh, he was getting uh, one appointment a week with a CEO in the St. Louis area, a firm's over 50 employees, and he closed a deal that brought him $350,000 in commissions Holy. in less than 90 days. Wow. Okay, so so here's the deal. These private clients, obviously, we call them private because they're getting your time, and that and that's probably not very cheap. And 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 we don't need you know people need to be paying for that. But let me ask you this, Jeremiah, from the simplest level, when you know I, I when I do my speaking, I talk to agents and I say, hey, how many of you are LinkedIn? And, and they raise their hand. And I say, hey, how many of you go there and you have no idea what to do? And they all laugh and they all raise their hand. You know, <laughs> and so and and that's that's fine. And you know, I think it does take some strategies. It's just like any social platform. You need to make sure your audience is there, and you need to learn how to. You know, we want to do it without being without doing rude, um, interruptive marketing. What is what is some basic thing? If I'm an agent out there and I just want a little basic thing, we get these people who will hit us up on these messages, and you can tell it's a big long canned message. Hey, da 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 da. Thanks for connecting with me on LinkedIn. Da, da, da. And maybe those work, maybe they don't. But my thing is, if I'm an agent and I'm on this call here, or I'm listening to this podcast, and I decide, hey. I want to go out to LinkedIn and I'm going to try to see if I can create some relationships. What is a good way to introduce yourself, or way, where where should they just where should they think about starting? I mean, just giving some basic stuff there. Awesome, great question. I'm so glad you asked because I, I I want to give everybody today something that you can go and do right now that I know works if you're consistent. So here's here's the caveat that I like to I, I give before this because. I think we're all lifelong learners, and sometimes we get in the trap with the abundance of information today. It's very easy to hear something and be like, that's cool. What's the next podcast, or what's the next silver bullet, or what's the next shiny object? Right. So here's the caveat I'm going to give this to you, Okay. is what I'm going to share with you works if you do it, and I guarantee it. Because you're not paying for this information, you're a hundred times more likely not to do it. <laughs> but if you had come to me and said, Jeremiah, I want to pay your consulting fee, and I'm going to only buy a 30 minutes of it, tell me, you will go and do it. Your 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 likelihood right. of doing it goes up. You know, I think it's uh, five or seven fold. Um, so that's the caveat. Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, be aware. So if you're aware of that, at least you'll be more cognizant. And my my desire for you is to really go out and do this. So here's the very simple get started, I'm going to do this today technique. Um, and if, by the way, if, we're, if you're doing this live or you're, if you've got the podcast, pause this right now, go to your LinkedIn page and just do this with me because I want you to see that it's actually doable and this will be your first kind of uh, neuro trigger that you've made progress and, it'll actually, and it will motivate your, it'll tell your brain that you've made progress and, and possibly put you on a track where you'll do this on a regular basis. And if you do, connect with me on LinkedIn and tell me about it because I'd love to uh, hear your, all your stories out there. I love getting those emails of success. So uh, real simple stuff. We're going to go to LinkedIn. 
Um, and when you're on LinkedIn, there's a little button uh, right beside the main search bar that says advanced all the way at the top. You just go ahead and you click advanced. Okay. I'm doing this. Right, so you can probably see I'm doing this live as well so we can. But, hey, part of being the live mastermind, Jeremiah, is you get this stuff right live. You know what I mean? All right. So Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, so tell you what, when you click on advanced, what we want to do is, is let's just look for potential, right? So Jason, why don't we use you as a, as a case study? What is an ideal title you want to connect with in your area? So what would, what would that title be? Would it be CFO, CEO, president, HR manager? Let's do president because I think in a smaller community, we're going to maybe have more of those than people who call themselves CEOs. Let's do president. Awesome. So go ahead and under keywords there, go ahead and write the word president. All right, keywords. Where's that at? Where's it oh, at? Sorry, hit hit the advanced button one more time, oh. and it'll bring up that. Oh, there it is. Okay. okay, okay. Okay. Great. And then down below where it says location, you're just going to hit that uh, drop down. You got it. And then put your zip code right down below under postal code and probably do a radius of about 25 miles which is a good comfortable driving distance for most people and then hit search. So all we're doing now is we're looking at market potential for your area. Okay. And so I see you got about 500 people there that you've got and I notice you've got the premium um, you've got the premium account there yeah. so you might be able to do this as well. Scroll down a little bit and on the left-hand side, you should have uh, further filtering options mm -hmm. if you go all the way down by company size. Now, is there a type of company size that you are trying to target? Like, there's probably people who are presidents of one-person firms, but... Yeah, but uh, if I'm trying, I want to do, let's say, if I maybe I'm answering it correctly, 10 to 20 employees or less. Great. So, underneath, um, just keep scrolling down. You should see a, fe a, function, a feature there for company oh, size. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then go ahead and just click the ones that are relative to your market. Interesting. Yeah. So now you got about. Yeah, I can do this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how many results do you have? 113. 113. Okay. So that's a really nice list, right? That's a that's a within 25 miles of you. You know that these are the decision makers, and there's 113 of them. So what is the next step, right? Well. The strategy that I recommend is called um, is the 50 and 10 technique. And by the way, you can do this with a free account. So if everybody wants to get started with this, you probably already have everything you need to do this. The only thing you may not be able to do is target by company size, which is the premium account, which is I think 40 bucks a month. Yep. So what you'd want to do is pick somebody that might have a good profile and then go ahead and hit the connect button. Okay. Good. I think I've got one here, but let me look real quick. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Okay, I think, I don't know this person, but I like this Jack's Asphalt Company, so let's do this one here. Oh, okay, I just hit connect. It's sending something. It sent an invite, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you another way. Like, if you want to scroll, um, pick another one, but click on that little arrow right beside it. Yeah, sorry about that. There you go. Okay. And, and there's an option to send in mail. So some people do this where instead of connecting, they just try to mail first. But here's why I, I recommend connecting first. Um, and perhaps some of you remember the day when we would just get Uber spammed in LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. That's because LinkedIn allowed anybody to uh, 
message anyone that was in the same group as you. So Jason, if you and I were in the same group, um, I could message you as much as I want with no filters. And that's what happened. A lot of people ended up um, hiring uh, VAs or virtual assistants in the Philippines, in India, in China, and they would come in and just you know blast through there. Since then, LinkedIn caught on to that, and they are doing strict IP mapping, which means if work's not being done in an IP address similar to where you are, you could have your account temporarily suspended. Gotcha. Because they think that there might be a um, you know a, a hack or something going on in your account. You can always get it lifted, but for those of you who use VAs to do your LinkedIn work, just be aware. Um, the second thing is they've limited the number of people you can message inside a group to 15 a month. Now, this was a financial move because by limiting it from several hundred to 15 a month, uh, you now have to buy in-mail, right, which is not cheap. Right. It comes up to a couple bucks a, a letter, so you better be sure you got a killer cold email. Um, that, that you've crafted, which, which I, by the way, I can talk more about cold emails. There's some really cool stuff I can share that I think would help your tribe um, in a moment. But okay. um, so, why I recommend using this feature where you connect first mm -hmm. and then you message is you're almost building two lists. When you connect with someone and they agree to connect, and by the way, the ratios we're seeing right now on the low, low end is about 30%. So if you reach out to 10 people. Uh, Jason, you're probably going to get about three that'll say yes. Okay. Um, if you've got a really good profile, like maybe you've got some media, maybe you were cited in a magazine and you have that on your, your profile, your headshot, or you've won an award. Uh, by the way, any of you that won an award or you do public speaking or you've been mentioned in a magazine, you should put that in your, um, your professional headline, which is where you would put like CEO of Acme Insurance. You should put award-winning so-and-so, you know, Jason, you're a national authority on because, you know, how, how the amount of speaking you do. Uh, if you've been mentioned in a magazine or on a website like Fox News or Forbes or whatever, you know, as seen on, these are all things that help more people trust you at a glance. Sweet. And will want them and make them to connect with you. Okay. Um, that's actually a service I went out and started. One of the companies we own is a boutique PR firm because I blew like half a million dollars on PR in the insurance space, didn't get on a single TV show. So I went and I hired the best TV producers I could find, and we now have programs that get people on local TV, national TV, uh, Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, Fox News, all these, um, all these uh, business celebrity outlets guaranteed or you don't pay, because that's just a little, a little pitch uh, for those of you that were um, that would ask me about that, because uh, I got so frustrated with the whole PR thing, I said, you know what? This is the least accountable industry on the planet. We have to. We have this deserves to be disrupted. Uh, so you're right. Little soapbox for PR. <laughs> I love that. That way you say that perfect, Jeremiah. I like that. But the um, the um, the reason why, and we started doing it for insurance agents. We've seen guys get a 319% increase in the amount of people who connect with them on LinkedIn just because they had they were mentioned in a magazine like Fox or Forbes or whatever. Um, one guy used it on Facebook, 400% increase in engagement on his business page by using that. So it taps into wow. those deep neuro triggers that have been you know, embedded in us since we were children unknowingly. Um, so you're going to get about a 30% response rate. So that's why I recommend do at least 50 connects a day. 
If you do 50, you'll probably get about 15 people, right, that'll say, yeah, I'll connect with you, Jason. So that's where we get into cold emails. So you're building your first list. You're, you're building your, um, your list of connections. But when you connect with somebody, you also get their data. So you know how you can go to the little contact or in tab, or you can export all your data. Not a lot of people know this, but there's a free feature of LinkedIn. They hide it pretty good, but uh, you can export all your connections out of LinkedIn. Whoa. Um, really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. That oh wow. Okay. Holy cow, that's huge. So you're you're building you you're it's like you're building a LinkedIn list and you're building an outside list. Um, and what I like to do to be respectful of LinkedIn's terms is to tell people, hey, I'm gonna email you outside of LinkedIn because LinkedIn is kind of clunky. I hope you don't mind. Look for my email, it'll come from this private email. And this way you're telling them you're going to connect with them outside. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can send them a personal email from your Gmail account or whatever your private domain is uh, and say, hey, you know, thanks for connecting with me. I just found that it's easier to connect to email outside of LinkedIn. Hope you don't mind that I'm emailing you personally here. What LinkedIn hates, by the way, is like mass exports and then mass, you know, imports into constant contact and then blasting people. They hate that kind of stuff. And there's a couple of LinkedIn zealots that are out there, so, <laughs> so just be aware that some guys would be like, "Hey, what are you doing? Emailing me outside of LinkedIn?" If you do the mass, you know, the mass export right. thing. But um, when people are cool about it, like I have one guy who's been doing this for five years. He's got a group. Uh, we, we one of the strategies that's kind of the meta strategy is to own your own group of your ideal prospects, and that's what he has. And he's been doing it for five years and never had a problem. Because he uses the very, you know, slow and steady approach, not like batch and blast, which you know will hurt you. Yes. So um, once you got your list in LinkedIn, plus you've exported it, you've got their personal contact details. Um, I like to use a combination of cold email strategies, uh, which to me is also something that not a lot of people talk about uh, in our verticals. It's huge in the IT space, but in the insurance space, nobody seems to talk about cold email strategies. And, and I love them because they're so effective and so um, affordable to use, practically free. I mean, you can get some tools to automate that stuff, but a cold email is like a cold call, Jason. Okay. It's like me picking up the phone and calling you and say, Jason, you know, um, I work with firms in your area to help them reduce their workman's comps by at least 14%. Uh, we're offering a complimentary uh, seven-step audit to uh, CEOs in the area if you have over 10 employees. And um, it takes about 21 minutes to do um, either in person or over the phone. And I'd like to offer you an opportunity to participate. At, you know, like that would be an example cold call. But guess what? You can take that and you can use it in an email. And so one of the really great cold email strategies that we use uh, is one that brings a couple of psychological triggers into play it has a wonderful response rate. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you with your audience. So if you guys want to type this out while I'm while I'm dictating it, I'm gonna try to go my best from memory and I'll explain it as I go so you'll understand why it works. But you'll also be able to say, okay, I like that, but I'm in a different market. I'm gonna change it to this. Okay. So this will be kind of like a, a live fun brainstorm. Okay. So um 
I'm just checking time here, okay? Because I want to leave time for Q and A towards. The, how much time should we leave for Q and A? Well, I, we are very strict about ending this at 10:30 or at at at, yeah. at 10:30. So you know, I don't know, five, ten, fifteen minutes. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Usually, I've got a lot of questions by now. Whenever I'm talking or other agents are, but I don't have any questions. But Jeremiah, that's actually a good thing because, to be honest with you, I think they're kind of overwhelmed by this great information they're getting. I, I really know that. I also can see that a lot of them are active and. What they're doing. So yeah, let's 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 keep the last 10, 15 minutes for Q and A. Okay. I also have a couple questions regarding Q or LinkedIn in their future. Got it. Uh, so folks, as we're going through this, if you're if we're on the live call right now, mm -hmm. go ahead and if it just comes to mind, put it in there. I want to make sure that I I serve you as at the highest level possible. Uh, but let me let me go through this, and maybe by that that'll kind of take us to our, our Q and A. So. Okay. Um, Here's how we start off. We start off with just acknowledging the connection. Um, Jason, thanks for connecting. But keep it simple. Uh, don't grovel. Don't beg. Don't come across as you're needing mercy. I don't know what it is. It's like people, uh, you ever notice when you get an email that sounds apologetic, do you ever notice how you, the respect for the sender goes down? Right. Mm -hmm. um, unless the person, you know, you they you deserve an apology, but in most cases they don't even know you, so don't apologize. They're checking email. Just get to the point. Right. So thanks for the connection. Now, now here's the first sentence. I work with. Now, what city are you in? Uh, Centralia. 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 Yep. Okay. I work with Centralia presidents and CEOs to reduce their workman's comp. I'm going to give you other ideas mm -hmm. to shave costs off their insurance to build predictability uh, into their um, their revenue line um, to retain key employees whatever your unique sales proposition that's where that's where it goes um, and we've recently um, uh, completed successful projects with other companies like yours in the area like Acme um, XYZ company and Smith company where if you're comfortable and your clients don't mind, you use that. You use those names. Okay, so here's why that works. Number one, I've immediately identified psychologically with them because they know they're a president. So when I say I'm working with presidents, now they're like, okay, so you've got a, you, one, of my, one of the bricks came off my wall now because I know you understand me. Number two, the second wall came down because you're being very personalized. Centralia, okay, that's... That's my world, right? Mm -hmm. I live in that. I have visceral connections to that city name. Um, and then the third one is a statement of benefit, uh, where you have your unique sales proposition that's well articulated. And then the fourth wall that comes down is uh, the wall of familiarity by using other companies they may have heard of. Now, a lot of us have really nice portfolio clients that don't mind us using their names. And by the way, guess what? Even if they've never heard of those company names, the fact that you are out there using those names builds trust yeah. because you look more believable. Have you ever been on one of these websites where you're looking to buy something and they have testimonials from people and you look at the person's the president of some like, like firm you've never, ever heard of? Right. Right? I was on somebody's site yesterday, and the guy's a huge, huge name in the business, but when you look at his testimonials, they're from n people who you don't even know. Like, you've never even heard of their product. 
Uh, their professional headshots were not even nice. They seemed like they were, you know, selfies at a wedding or something. <laughs> um, but you know what? They work because we're we're triggered to believe what other people say. So by using names of other companies that you've served, it's like you're saying, look, I'm confident about my business and my clients. I don't even mind telling you who I work with. You see? Yeah, I like so that. So you've got four triggers in one sentence you can use. Okay, then you move on to the next thing. And, and I recommend you spend a lot of time thinking about this. Uh, so that you really get to the point. Um, we do this using a unique blank strategy where you insert your thing here. So in my example with you, Jason, I, I talked about a seven-step financial fitness audit or a 21-step uh, workman's comp maximization audit. Right? Give a name to your process because when you name it, it... it instantly elevates it to the realm of process and strategy as opposed to yeah I just take notes on my note on I write notes on my my uh, legal pad here and I go to my computer and I type up some stuff right it adds mm -hmm. legitimacy to it so think of your processes in terms of systems and give them names preferably if you can put mnemonic devices in there where you have repeating consonants like for example um, uh, Workman's Comp Warrior, right? I've got the mnemonic devices W. Palm Pilot, you got the two P's. Coca-Cola, Marilyn Monroe, those are mnemonic devices. And some of the best um, brands out there understand this, so they use mnemonic devices. Blackberry is another great example. So try to use that um, uh, in your marketing when you do that. Okay, um, like power partnerships, things like that. Okay, hopefully I'm giving you enough ideas here. Yeah, this to is, go this is like gold, man. I'm pointing to the mountains. I said, hey, Jeremiah, there's gold in them there, mountains, and you're delivering, <laughs> so I appreciate this. Great. So give, give your system a name. So we use this using our patented or, or our special or our unique, you know, blank, blank uh, system. Here's a few results. Now, this is really important, right? Um when you when you articulate your results, be very specific. And I want you to, you know, you might need to do this as a team. In the case of uh, one of my clients, they had to get together and do this as a team, where they had to go through and look at the success they've created for clients, and document it, and um, and be very specific in terms of the quantifiable value, which means what percent savings, for example, what was the dollar amount of savings. Or what was the additional percentage of protection that they were able to get? Um, what was the amount of time, perhaps, they were able to save? Because you don't want to say uh, general things about what you do. You want to be very specific. Uh, generalities do not convert, but specificity does. Like saying, saying, like, saying like, hey, we'll save you money you know, on your insurance. Exactly. I mean, that's like blah, blah, right. blah. I can okay. save you hundreds of dollars. You ever notice how Geico has learned that? Even though their ads are highly branded, you can save, you know, $714 by switching to Geico, right? That's, that's an example of specificity. So when you document your results, and you should have three of them in there, you'd want to say something like, for example, we saved one Centralia, excuse me, Centralia uh, 20 21 employee company, that's the first specificity, 17%, that's the second, off their workman's comp, um, which reduced their overall 
costs by $13,381. Now you've got three elements of specificity there. That looks too specific to be made up. Whereas if I said I saved one Centralia company uh, with um, a couple dozen employees, um, tens of thousands of dollars, uh, which represented a significant savings. Which one sounds more believable to you? Absolutely. I get you. The one that's more specific, specific. I can't even say the word. You know what I'm talking about. The one that's more specific. Yep. It's a quick one. <laughs> it's cute. So, so you give three examples. Because one example is like, okay, maybe it was a fluke. Number two is, yeah, okay, you, maybe you got a hole in one twice. But number three is like, you know, that's the trifecta. And psychologists have studied this. We can't remember very well more than three things. So when you're, um, when you're giving lists to people, typically keep them to three, even if it's lists of your successes. Okay. Uh, so they can easily document that. Then the final line goes, and this is, this is a wonderful one, because it's a, it's a psychological takeaway, which, which elevates the, your preeminence and doesn't make you come across like a desperate insurance agent, which unfortunately is the perception a lot of people have of insurance agents. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that old act. You know, you have an insurance agent in the room at a party. Nobody wants to talk to him because you know they think that that person is going to prospect everybody. You know, that's the old, that's the old unfortunate analogy that we have to work hard to overcome. So you 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 can use a line something like this. Obviously, Jason, I don't know if you would even qualify for our program. Now that's really important. Mm -hmm. People who have positions of power want. Experience, meaning they want to go through an experience, and they want exclusivity. And if you take that away from them, they want it even more. Or you hint at the fact that they may not even qualify. I say, Jason, I run um, a private um, consulting firm that uh, helps you know insurance agents like yourselves have measurable increases in gross as much as 300% in as little as six months, but I don't know if you would qualify. Now, what just happened in your head when I said that last sentence? It's kind of like, well, why wouldn't I qualify? You know, I mean, we're yeah, pretty like, good around here. <laughs> yeah, like now, now you're going to want to convince me that you're that you got to get in this program, right? Uh huh. So that's that's what we want to do with our clients. We don't want to um, we don't want to just uh, put all or throw our pearls before swine. We want to be we want to show them that what we do it has value, and that's a, it's a beautiful line uh, that works really well. Um, and then you could just follow it up, but would you be available for a quick discovery call for five minutes next Tuesday or Thursday? So right there you tell them you're not going to spend a lot of time. You're going to get five minutes on the phone. When you get five minutes, by the way, only use five minutes. And at the end of the five minutes, you say, look, I told you I was going to keep five minutes. I want to keep my word. Do you want me to keep going because I'd love to learn about more about you or should we stop here? And they'll be really impressed with that, by the way. And then finally, you use the assumptive close. Tuesday or Thursday, or Monday or Friday, whatever it is. And which works best? Which works best, morning or afternoon? So once you get the there, you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And then, um, then you sign off really simply. And and we we teach our clients only to use their uh, first name to sign off because it looks personal. Even if you're copying and pasting this over and over and over again, <laughs> it looks more personal than you know a formal. Um, you know, a, a formal signature bar that you might have in your in your regular regular signature line. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. That's unbelievable. I mean, that is way more than I was expecting. Um, and that, that is fantastic. I love now. Now, let me rephrase here or let me regroup here. So what we're doing is, is we're going there. We're going to the advanced. We're creating the list based on some of that. Some of the features we may have, some of we may not, depending on if you have the premium. Some of you don't have the premium. That's fine. But a lot of this stuff we should be able to do. But then once we find that person, we, should, we, we actually want to connect with them before we actually send them an email. And then once we connect with them and then we send them a personalized email that says, hey, I'd like to connect with you somewhere you know, outside. I'm going to send you an email and it's going to be coming from this email address. Then we send them. Then we send them the personalized email that kind of looks like this that you just said. What we call the cold email. Am I right in that strategy and how that goes? You got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and the key metrics I would stick to would be fifty connects a day and ten messages a day. Yeah, that's right. Fifty connects a day. Now be careful for the for the for the zealots out there. Um, don't go if you're if you're using a free account. Don't go over fifty. Because if LinkedIn sees you doing that, they're going to think you're spamming. Okay. So stick to around 50. If you've got Sales Navigator for 80 bucks a month, um, we can, you know, you can take that up to about 80 or 90 and still be okay because you're paying them for the service to email people. What's Sales, so Nav What's sales Navigator, Jeremiah? What is that? It's um, it's an it's an upgraded feature of LinkedIn that allows you to do um, all that extra targeting. It's it's the level above premium. Okay. And allows you to send unlimited messages, well, limited up to like 100 a day um, without getting, you know, into problems. But for most people, even 60 people a day is, is more than enough that they can do. And if you do that, um, you'll be able to do this in about 30 to 45 minutes a day. And if you just block it in your calendar, you make it like this is what I do with my morning coffee or my morning yerba mate or my morning green tea or whatever beverage you drink in the morning, um, that becomes your pattern. And that's how you get, uh, that's how you fill your calendar. Woo! That was awesome, Jeremiah. I was not expecting that. I do have some questions coming in. Um, I've got the one and only uh, Joey Gingola, who is an agent out of Ohio, and he said he has some questions. Joey, I've... Um, Welcome to the uh, the podcast and to the uh, mastermind. Go ahead and ask Jeremiah maybe the question you may have. Hey Jeremiah, how are you doing? Uh, this is obviously a lot of good stuff. Um, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a question that might be perceived as slightly hostile, but I promise I'm gonna bring it back around. Um, <laughs> is is this not just a highly targeted kind of strategy of spam on steroids? Uh, spam is unsolicited. Like I'm up, I'm taking your list and I'm uploading it. Uh, this is to me, uh, and and you may differ on this, Joey, and that's totally fine. This is uh, highly targeted, laser focused B two B one on one messaging. Uh, there's a difference in that because one, I got permission to connect with you first. That's true. Right? Remember that we did that first. Um, and yeah. because you gave me that permission, now according to LinkedIn terms, I can email you. There's that's that's totally legit. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, and I think that's that's obviously where it kind of crosses that line. But the, just the reaching out to the connection is just. I, I know that I've been getting you know just spam connections on LinkedIn. It's just people like, why do I want to connect with you, sort of thing. So I guess that's just me as the person experiencing it on one end. I'm thinking like, <laughs> why, why do I want to connect with you? I don't want to connect with you because you're just going to pitch something that I probably don't want. 
Um, just curious as to what you've kind of seen from that end of, of, of it. Just I know that I'm probably being a little more negative than, than, than I probably should be on it. Um, well, you, you, you're, you represent a school of thought that is very popular on LinkedIn, which is closed networkers, which means if I don't know you personally, I'm not connecting with you. And that's one way to do it. Uh, I personally am an open networker. I've got, um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's some big guys out there. I've got about 11,000 people I'm connected to. Uh, but the reason why I invite people to think about being an open networker is because when you're open networker, it's not just about who you're connected with on your first level, but it's who they're connected with. So as you grow your network, yes. Joey, if you, uh, if you want to start getting access to more and more people, and in you're a closed networker, those doors will be closed to you because your first level connection is not connected to those people. So my, my philosophy, the one that I teach and recommend, is to try on, try this on. Um, you know, start, start being more open. Start saying yes to people. And yeah, you're going to get some emails, but then, you know what, you just delete them. It's pretty simple. Um, my inbox is absolutely full. Uh, and every now and then I get a little gem, and I like those gems when they're, when they're very personalized. So I know that it's kind of like sifting for gold. And then watch to see how your second level will grow to tens of thousands and eventually millions of people. This is the largest uh, accumulation of, of business professionals on the planet. I think, that, I think every day like, there's like thousands, at least a thousand new people who join, or that might, that might be every hour. And who knows what's going to happen after you know Microsoft just bought it for you know what was it like how many billions was it? Jason? It was it was a lot. And I want to ask you four, about that before we get off. Four yeah. billion yeah, dollars or something? Yeah, it was. Uh, so you'd imagine the amount of power that's going to be put into this thing um, after this. So if if we're remaining closed-minded, I don't know, Joey, if that's going to serve you long term. But you certainly can make a success of it. Um, you just have to be a little more diligent. I like that. Jeremiah, I want to thank you for using that psychology that you just talked about against me by telling me how I'm closed-minded and that I should really be open to things. Right? <laughs> Very sly, my friend. You, you've got to know. You've got, that got... wasn't intentional, actually. <laughs> well, either way, it happened, and I, I, I'm not feeling good about myself right now, Jeremiah, so thank you for, for doing that. Um, a private uh, psychological coaching program as well for, for people who um, have low self-esteem, Joey, so we might, we might work together. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a long day now, Jeremiah, but I think we'll get through it. Um, the, uh, the, the, well, the one thing I want to make a point about, when I said I want to bring this home to a little more happy ending here, um, I think in that cold email strategy, I think you shared something a little bit more powerful than maybe everyone is fully realizing. Um, and that specificity that you talk about and, and kind of uh, naming things, that is not just for, if you do that for that cold email, you've essentially done it for your whole business and that can essentially be the rebrand and how you kind of communicate your message and brand your agency to just basically everybody. Is that not correct? Yes. I like and, that. and I've had clients who've art architected not just, you know, that process but two or three others so that when they go in and they present themselves against a competitor, they outshine them by a mile because they're like, wow, the last guy in here, he just said he was going to run quotes for me. You guys got three processes for your stuff? I, I mean, like it's, it's a no-brainer. It is. I like that a lot. I really do. Uh, any, anything else that you, that uh, you have there, Joey? Uh, I'll, I'll finish with this. Um, as you may or may not have been, tell, be, been able to tell in the last like two or three minutes, I like to interject as much personality as possible. Is there any psychological statistics as, you know, if you were to go through that person's profile or just try and find one or two nuggets that you can kind of reference and put into that cold email, what does that do to the percentage of them 
responding because I know it's something that I've had uh, limited success with when I do reach out to people. Yeah, um, obviously you've got a great sense of humor, but humor <laughs> does not convert unless you're amazing, like Conan O'Brien SNL type level, uh, and people know who you are, like, you, like your humor precedes you. So what I would recommend you do is pick something from their profile that, uh, you know, scroll all the way to the bottom and look at maybe the community work or languages they speak uh, or awards and just put PS, um, wow, you speak Hebrew as well? That's awesome. You know, like something like that that shows, uh, or you know, under causes that you care about. Wow, you you create. You, I noticed you care a lot about animal welfare. I'm a big believer in that too. I got, I got two Dalmatians or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have two rescues at home or something like that. That's a simple one-line PS, which is friendly, uh, because humor is very subjective, right? If I didn't have a sense of humor, I might have been offended at at your comment, and you might have been offended at my comment. But you know, we're all good. But again, not everybody has the same sense of humor, so I would just let your personality shine once they get to know you a little bit. You can read their body language and you know those those hidden those hidden uh, communication triggers that we all have. Uh, but keep it friendly, and, and a little PS will help to increase the response because they're going to get the idea. Oh, okay, this guy's not just a, this is not a robot. Right? Uh, I got I got to push back. I got to push back on the sense of humor really quick, Jeremiah. Just one second, because I want to I want to see if I can make this. I want to see if I can make this work because I don't th I don't know if this is true or not, and I could be totally wrong. Uh, but I usually, if I'm reaching out with humor, it's usually like an over-embellishing complimentary remark. So mm -hmm. if I was reaching out to you, I might say, Jeremiah, you got to tell me how I get teeth that straight and white or something like that. Like, yeah, because he's got them. That's a good like, point. Yeah. What am I doing, man? Like, what am I doing wrong to get teeth like that? You know, just, I'm just looking at your head shot. It's just, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I'm, I, Joe, you got it. Yeah, he does. You, you just got to know Joe. You, you, you've got You have to... And this is for everybody, and I think Joey's a great example. You have to find your voice. It took me years to find the right voice to write in, the right voice to speak in, uh, that is a blend of myself, but also respecting my audience. So, you know, that, that we all have to find our voice. Joey, you've got a really unique one, and so I'd say if that's the way you want to roll, let it shine mm -hmm. and be yourself. You know, you'll attract the kind of people you like to do business with. Um, Jason, I got one more minute here. Do we have time for another question? Yes, uh, actually, we got a lot of questions, and a lot of them you've answered because they were talking about it as they're going through LinkedIn. I do have a comment. The guy said, "If I can't, uh, if you can't tell me how to get those white teeth, where do I buy them?" That's what he said. Um, you got to, you got to love people from Alabama. They're, they're absolutely hoots. Um, and then here, this is what I want to end with. We got one minute. Let's finish it up here. What's your overall, without getting too in-depth, the, the question that everybody's wanting to know in America is we've seen this, that Microsoft bought LinkedIn. And, I mean, what is your feel on that? Do you think that's good or do you think that's bad? I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, LinkedIn's platform has been very um, unpredictable. And if unless you're doing business at the level that we do with them, where we've got hundreds of people on their platform and we're working with all of them and we see these changes, uh, they're not consistent with their changes. They change stuff all the time. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a good strategy in play. Some might, people might say the same thing about Windows. But I'm hoping that with the infusion of capital and some bright minds uh, that we will see a, a more predictable, stable platform and as well, there's going to be massive marketing behind it. So if you don't think people are on LinkedIn now, wait until they start putting more marketing muscle and a couple million dollars worth of marketing in it just on the digital front. 
it'll just make it a more popular network and the people who embrace it now, if you've never done anything on it before, it's not too late. You jump on now, I see there's going to be a second phase of LinkedIn growth that will be equal to the one that happened uh, when all the groups started to develop. Jeremiah, if they want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Uh, where can they find about more about what you do, your mastermind, private coaching, or just other things that you do? Sure. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm an open networker. We'll always stay connected there. Um, you can go to agencygrowthacademy.com and you can opt in for a free video course where I teach a direct LinkedIn prospecting strategy, a YouTube optimization hack, and uh, a really cool email marketing technique you can use with your current database that's gotten people 300 leads in 24 hours. Uh, just go to agencygrowthacademy.com and opt in there. If you're interested in, in having us actually do this work for you, uh, go to yourinstantauthority.com, yourinstantauthority.com. We do actually social selling programs where you can outsource this stuff to us. Just fill out the form and someone will uh, get in contact with you there. Uh, I just want to finish with this, uh, Jason. I want to commend you because what you're doing here is exactly what this industry needs and we need more of it. So I want to commend you for being one of the people out there. You know, it takes a lot of guts to be out there. It takes a lot of consistency to be out in front, take all the arrows uh, by showing people what to do. So kudos to you, brother. Keep up the amazing, amazing work. We appreciate you here. Jeremiah, thank you very much. And to all your Mastermind members, I do apologize for going over. We're very strict on one hour, but guys, I mean, obviously, two minutes to have some information that we got from Jeremiah. I know you understand. So I want to thank everybody in the live Mastermind for you guys watching and recorded. I hope this was of value to you. And for all you on Agents Influence Podcast, I just got to tell you to uh, tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. So I appreciate your time very much. Thank you. Thank you.